The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, today as we celebrate the Ascension, we celebrate it 40 days after celebrating our Lord's resurrection. And and that number is taken from this reading from the Acts of the Apostles, where it says that Jesus presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And, And in Scripture, 40 Days, 40 years, 40 whatevers, is always a time of preparation. It's a, it's a time of getting ready for something. And this 40 days that Jesus spends with his disciples is, is a time of preparing them to go out into the world. A time for preparing to, to sort of hand over to them this ministry of preaching the gospel throughout the whole world. And so today we celebrate the end of that period of preparation and, and how our Lord ascended into heaven. And in the Acts of the Apostles, there's this, this scene that it, it always kind of makes me smile because... It says that he was taken up and in a cloud, he was taken from their sight and the apostles are standing there like staring up at the sky. And then these two men dressed in white, these two angels come to them and say, why are you looking at the sky? Why are you looking up? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven, like our Lord's going to come back. And, and in that moment, there's this moment of, of the apostles watching our Lord leave them and, and knowing that they'll never be with him in the same way again. And these are men that he called at the beginning of his public ministry, and they walked with him for three years, and they watched him perform miracles, and, and they saw him, they listened to him predict his passion, and then they witnessed his passion and his death. And then they witnessed him 
in the resurrection and he's been with them now for 40 days since the resurrection and all of a sudden he's leaving. And there must have been this sense of intense loss in that moment for them. Or this sense of maybe self-doubt about like, okay, how are we going to go on without him? Or a kind of grief that, like, who am I going to go to now with my problems or my concerns or my questions? And really what we'd say in, in kind of common language, a sense of missing him. You know, a sense of missing him. And, and that idea of missing somebody, you know, it's, it's, it's a term, I, I, as I reflect on it, I think, you know, when I was a little kid, I think I used to say I miss you to people. Like, like maybe like my grandma would come and I'd say, oh, I've missed you so much since the last time I saw you. Or she would say that to me or something like that. But I don't really say that in my adult life. You know, like I don't go to dinner with my, you know, deanery priest last Monday and say, oh, I've missed you guys so much. <laughs> like, like, I just don't do that. Um, and, and maybe it just seems like adolescent to say something like that. And, and but, but it's really a, it's a profound experience when we miss people because the reason we miss people is that God created us for communion and we make an impression on each other's hearts. We make an impression on each other's affect. Like when somebody touches our heart in a profound way, it makes an impression. And then when they're gone, we sense the absence of them. And that absence is meant to be transformed into a desire to reunite with them, right? a desire to reunite with them. And it's really the absence we feel that moves us back towards them again when we miss them. And I was thinking about it. It was about a year ago. I was, uh, I was wrapping up my time that I was in residence in Wahoo, and, and it, was, it was like Corpus Christi Sunday. It was my last weekend in the parish. Um, it's right around the time of my dad's death anniversary. And, um, and I'd been living with Father Jarofsky for about seven months. And Father Jarofsky, it was the first time I ever lived with a priest that I was friends with before. And, uh, and it was just a very special time, I think. You know? And we became very close. And so, so that weekend, we finished masses. I had to take him to the airport because he was going on vacation. I was going on a retreat. And then we weren't going to live together anymore. And I remember dropping him off at the airport and I'm driving away from the airport, and I'm just feeling like, oh, like something's wrong with me. Like, what's going on in my heart? And, and I'm feeling like all these like weird negative feelings, and I can't figure out what it is. And I'm kind of inventorying it. It was like an hour and a half later, it dawned on me, oh, I miss him. That's what I'm experiencing. And then I felt really proud of myself for actually having feelings. <laughs> And I kind of took that into my retreat, and I started my retreat with that feeling of missing my friend. And, and it was almost immediately that I had this sense that our Lord was saying to me, Sean, that's how I feel about you. Like, that's how I feel about you. And, and, then, and then my retreat just kind of launched from there. Because, like, that is a reality for the apostles 
and for all of us, that, that as our Lord ascended into heaven, he carries us in his heart. And the impression that we make on him. And then as he ascends into heaven and he enters into that heavenly tabernacle, the, the letter to the Hebrews says he entered into the heavenly tabernacle, not with the blood of goats and bulls, but with his own blood to make intercession for us. That means that he's always mindful of us and, he, and he's always carrying us in his heart. He's always interceding for us with the Father. And there's a longing in his heart as well to be reunited with us. And, and so when we are experiencing that kind of like that emptiness, that sense of missing the Lord. You know, sometimes we experience it and we don't know what it is, like, when, like I had last year. We might think we're hungry and eat a bunch of food, but there's no amount of food that could satisfy that longing. There's no amount of drink that could satisfy that thirst. There's no amount of Netflix binging that could like satiate whatever that is that we're feeling, only our Lord can because he's the one that we miss. And his desire too is to, to be moved back towards us and that's why he sends the Holy Spirit upon his apostles that we'll celebrate in 10 days at Pentecost. And, and each and every time he comes to us in the Eucharist, that's his movement towards us and that movement of reunification and reuniting with him. And it's that longing in our hearts at his absence that, that really is a gift because it, it can be transformed into that desire to move towards him. And the fullness of, of that desire is satisfied each and every time we receive him in the Eucharist, because when we receive him in the Eucharist, it is that moment of being reunited with the person that we long for. And there's great wonder in that. Right? There's great wonder in that. Because it's in that unification, that reunification, that then we are truly transformed and we become one with him. And so when Jesus says, it's better for you that I go, it's better that he goes because then we can experience that longing for him that moves us to always want to advance in the spiritual life, to always want to grow closer. And in growing closer, we glorify him. And he becomes present to others. And then like his first disciples, we go out into the world. So that our Lord can continue to, to make an impression on the hearts of the people we encounter each day. And so today let us pray that that our own longing for 
Jesus may continue to grow and and that we'd be moved by our desire towards the one who always carries us in his heart, who's always attentive to us, who always is mindful of us. That as we receive him in the Eucharist, we experience that as a moment of being reunited. And that the fruits of the Holy Spirit be evident in our lives that we might do our part each day. in being images of Christ's love in the world.